Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth with Cincinnati Business Talk Radio. Today I'm here with Andy Boyd. Say hi to everybody, Andy. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. Good. Let me tell everyone what's coming up on the show. Next week we have Arnie Stoller, who owns a company called Covap, which is a wholesale supplier to the pharmacy industry. And he has expanded that firm into a direct mail house. The next guest, a week from today, on the 25th of January, is going to be the two founders of Graybach Construction. That's Tyson Grace and Paul Sturbach. The following week, we'll have Joe Callahan from Callahan & Associates. He runs a financial planning company. And then on Friday the 1st, we're going to have Bill Case from American Mortgage. Later on in February, we're going to have Steve Phillips on the 14th of February talk about search engine optimization. Let me introduce Andy Boyd now. Andy is president of Integrated Protection Services, or IPS. His mission in business and life is to empower people to become their best. Andy has been on the leading edge of systems integration business for more than 10 years, helping start Integrated Protection Services or IPS. Prior to starting IPS, Andy spent six years running community centers for the city of Cincinnati, where he helped develop young people and their self-confidence and has tremendous success in growing center participation in several different communities. Today, Andy and his team at IPS combine that small company feel with large company resources and experience to create the life safety systems for their partners that the partners expect and deserve ensuring their people and their assets are well protected. A well-known expert in the access control, CCTV, fire alarm, and security, Andy and his company have done work for thousands of facilities installing systems at companies such as Fifth Third Bank, Dell, Amazon, just to name a few. You can also find IPS working in the healthcare industry with companies like Premier Healthcare Partners, UC Health, and Children's Hospital. Andy has a BA degree and an MBA from Thomas More College. He's also 
a state-certified fire alarm specialist. Andy is a member of the Downtown Cincinnati Rotary Club. Andy also, in his spare time, devotes as much time as he can to coaching a boys' soccer team in the U10 elite in Cincinnati. Again, Andy, thanks for joining us here today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Andy, why don't you tell us in your own words a little bit more about your company and how you got there? Sure. Um, IPS, we sell service, fire alarm, security, nurse call, any kind of special system to commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities. So we'll do projects like Queen City Tower downtown, down to just a small church or corner drugstore if need be. Okay. And... Were you, 10 years ago, were you the founder of the company? No, I'm I'm one of a few guys who started it. We were actually a spinoff of a, a large electrical contractor. They couldn't find someone to do this well for them and decided to start this business. So I was one of those four. Okay. And how many employees does uh, IPS have today? Uh, today we're at 56. Wow. Major employer. You're on the wrong side of that line for the Obamacare. I, 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 no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Andy, why don't you tell us about how you go to market for your products and services? So we will sell uh, to end users, right, to um, companies like you named earlier, or we'll sell to electrical contractors or general contractors as they're building the facility. So either way, and we go to market. We have currently about 11 sales reps throughout yeah, but we also have an office in Columbus, mm-hmm. and those guys and gals knock on doors and and make sure people are know what we're doing. Okay. Why do you think people buy? You have a lot of competition selling this caliber of equipment, right? Sure. Yeah. Why do you think people buy from IPS? I think you said in the introduction, we, we're kind of the biggest little guy out there. Our competition are guys like Simplux, Honeywell, big, big companies, and we bring that feel with a small company service mind. So you're not talking to a general manager or uh, you're talking to the owners, and we believe in service, getting the job done right. And in those few instances where we don't get it done right, we go back and we make sure it's fixed. Mm -hmm. Do you have a delineated unique marketing advantage that you say? I think a lot of it is our service. I mean, service is big. It's it's ingrained in our culture, and uh, I think a lot of the other the bigger guys don't get that. For some reason, you know, in our industry, fire alarm and security they have this proprietary software. So once you start doing business with the bigger guys, you're married to them, and it's an expensive divorce. In in our case, you don't have to do business with us. We have to earn your business every day. And I think that really is our our difference. What do you mean by that? Uh, they have proprietary software. So, Simplex, for example, makes a panel that only Simplex can uh, work on. IPS goes out and finds the best products we can. And in in our case, it's EST. EST has a proprietary panel as well. However, there's other guys like me an hour up the road or an hour down the road that can do exactly what we can do. So for whatever reason, our relationship's ours, you have options. If you're doing business with most of the other big guys, you don't have options. You're you're married to them, and the only way out is to change your panel, and that gets pretty expensive. Now what does it cost to change your panel? It depends. We've, we've done fire alarm replacements in excess of $2 million, and we've 
we've done them for $10,000. So it just depends on how big your facility is and what kind of system you have. That's one hell of a range, $2 million down to 10000 Heck of a divorce, isn't it? It would have to be a hell of a problem to throw out a system that's going to cost you $2 million to replace. You're right, but... People run into those problems. We, we've changed out a panel in excess of $2 million. Mm-hmm. How big a building was it? It was a campus. Campus. So several buildings all tied together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As you look at the marketplace, Andy, what do you see as the opportunities and possibilities? Well, for, for us, I think it's it's unlimited. You know, we, we started the company in 2000. We've been growing at a rate of 15 to 20% year over year since then. And for us, it, the struggle is we can only grow as fast as we can find good people. And I think with by just moving into new geographic territories, it's pretty much unlimited for us as long as we do it controlled and smart. So right now you're actually operating in Cincinnati and Columbus are the only two markets. Right, and within a two-hour window of those. So we, we do work in Indianapolis. We do work in Lexington, Louisville, Columbus, Cincinnati, Dayton. Okay. Uh, do you see any obstacles in your company's path to growth? It's good people. I mean, it's simply that. If we have to find people that fit our culture and have the technical ability to install these panels, and if we can do that, I think it's unlimited for us. Mm-hmm. Do you have a long-term strategic planning process there at IPS? We do. We We actually, I don't know, probably around... It was about a year and a half ago. We got together and we kind of started getting to a size where we couldn't. It was it was it was like you had a tiger by the tail. So we got together with um, some key people in the office and started a strategic plan. And we've been working that for the last year and a half, and it's really made a difference. So we meet every other Tuesday and work the plan and plan the work. Mm-hmm. Can you give us an example of uh, one item in your plan? Sure. What, one of the one of the things was company communication. So, at one of our meeting, we we asked people that work for us, what could we do better? And they said, you know, we'd like to know what's going on a little more. So we've done a real, had a concentrated effort to improve that by having quarterly meetings, company newsletter, more company functions. How often do you bring out a company newsletter? We have a company newsletter produced once a month. Well, that's good. Yeah. And before a strategic plan, never. Mm. Okay, so that's a major turnaround. One of several, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have to hire extra staff on the administrative side? We didn't. We actually have a, a young lady that works for us who has a marketing degree from Xavier and enjoys doing it, and she does it as part of her duties now. Oh, okay, that's pretty good. Andy, I think we're going to take a short break here. If uh, anyone is listening and wants to call in with a question, uh, Andy has agreed to take some questions. The call-in number is 646-595-4916. We'll be able to screen the calls during the commercial break. And first thing we're going to do is we're going to have Tom Manning talk about a marketing and sales program that that he's doing uh, a little bit later this year. This is Mike Roth with Tom Manning. We're talking about your marketing and sales boot camp that you're going to be running in April and May. 
and the name of the program is? It's called Engage 2013. Engage 2013. And you're going to be running it in Columbus and in Cincinnati. Correct. It's going to be Tuesday mornings for six weeks in Columbus and Wednesday mornings for six weeks in Cincinnati. Okay. And if a company sends their CEO, the CEO comes and he's bringing a chief marketing officer, what would they be getting by attending your program? Well, the first thing we try to do is we try to get the company to develop a story. Figure out what their key messages are, what the value proposition is, and come up with their company story. From that, we can actually look at all your marketing materials to be sure they're telling the same story. All your marketing and sales materials. So does your website match your brochures, match your email campaign, and all of your branding? Does it tell the same message? Okay. Does it really have to match? It really does, because what it does is it creates a consistency in the eyes of the end customer or the end user of your products and services. If you Are you talking about user or prospect here? Well, it depends what your industry is. If you're B2C, it's going to be your customers, mm -hmm. and it's going to be what your customer sees with your company. Right. If you have different messages, you're actually causing customer confusion. If you're B2B, it's going to be you and other businesses, and you're going to be trying to capture market share. And so are you consistent as to what your message is and how you define yourself in the marketplace? Mm -hmm. And why should someone attend? So what we'll do is we're going to, over the course of six weeks, we're going to help you um, define your, your key messages and your company's story. And then from that, we're going to help you develop a marketing strategy and a sales strategy and perhaps a social media strategy that helps coordinate all of that. So people will be consistent at the end. Correct. We're going to actually look at everything from your logo and your corporate identity. Does it match that key messages? Your website, are the messages on your website consistent? Your brochure, your sales presentations, your PowerPoint presentations, your proposal system, your email campaign, your trade show. And naturally your selling system. And of course your selling system as well. Tom, if someone is interested in finding out more, either speaking to you or speaking to you personally, how should they do that? There's two ways. One, you could go to marketleaders.us. Um, that's the website for Engage 2013. You can learn all about the sessions there and the speakers and the time frame and, and uh, registration. Or you can call me directly if you have any questions that aren't answered there, and you can reach me at 614-622-1047. Thanks, Tom. In future weeks, we'll be hearing more from Tom about the Engage Marketing and Sales 2013. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Andy Boyd, and we had talked a little bit about your strategic planning process. Are you guys doing that all internally, or are you bringing in any uh, outside assistance on the strategic long-term plan? Uh, for now, we're, we're doing it internally. I think in the future, we'll, we'll probably bring in a facilitator at a certain point when we, we get stale, and we're kind of just feeling that out as we go. Mm -hmm. How many people are involved in strategic long-term planning right now? We've got eight in our bi-weekly meetings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you've been in the uh, the security uh, fire system business for a number of years. What do you think your prospects are looking for right now from a supplier? That's a good question. I think prospects are, are looking for someone they can trust and that they know that will get the job done. You know, just like in any contracting business, you bring somebody in and you start a project and it just goes on and on and on. And, 
You have really no control of it. They're looking for somebody that will come in, do what they say, say what they do, and then are honest and fair and understand the local codes and can kind of button that all up and give them a finished product. Mm-hmm. So as you expand into different jurisdictions, the local codes vary? Absolutely. And that's one of the challenges. We'll have to we have to be experts on that. We have to, and if if we don't know every answer, we at least have to know where to go and look. And uh, we've got several certified engineers on staff that are just don't they know they forgot more about fire alarm than I'll ever know. Okay. Is there a requirement for continuing education in fire alarm like there is in life insurance or financial services? Absolutely. Those guys have certification. These guys can sign drawings. So uh, in order to keep, so much like an engineer seal, there's a fire alarm seal. It's called NICET. You have to be a level three or four. And uh, those guys have regular classes they have to attend or a certain amount of work credit, just like any certification or engineering degree. Mm -hmm. How many of those guys that have fire alarm stamps that you have on your company payroll? Yeah, that's a good question. Last time I checked, we have probably about six. I would say six. It changes all the time. We're 56. I mean, we were we were two people just 10 years ago, so it's not often I walk down the hallway and see somebody else I, I don't recognize. It's it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are you going to expand it, your facility? As you keep expanding the number of employees? We have. We've had a, the, a very nice fortune of having a building that we were leasing out to two other tenants. Mm-hmm. And as, as we've grown, we've, unfortunately, the last few years, others have shrunk, and we've been able to take over that space. So we're in a position that we should be fine in our current location for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Are you doing much Internet marketing? We... Don't. I mean, we're a relationship business, but we, we we are updating our website. That was one of the things we talked about in our strategic plan that we had to be better at. So we're taking an old feeling website and changing that and revamping it. We've got, got Facebook now and LinkedIn, and so we're trying to make a concerted effort at that in those areas as well. Mm-hmm. Are you doing generic search engine optimization or buying keywords on Google? We haven't done anything where we're paying for it yet. Uh, we have done some cert, um, optimization, and now with the website developers that we're with, they're they're doing taking care of that for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so you changed website developers? Uh, yes, we just recently changed. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cincinnati folks, Cincinnati folks, Pixels and Dots is the name of the company. Pickles and dots. Pixels and dots. Oh, pixels and dots. Yeah, pixels and dots. Okay. It's better than pickles. <laughs> yeah, they're a real company, and they do a good job. They have so far. Oh, someday you have to introduce me to them. Okay. Uh, let's see how we're doing on time. we got about seven or eight minutes of this segment. So, Andy, one of my favorite questions is we have this thesis that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. Therefore, if you're going to solve a complex problem, you need an equally complex solution. So perhaps you could share with our listeners a complex problem that you encountered, either in coaching kids and 10-year-olds in soccer or at IPS, and the equally complex solution that you developed that might be applicable for other people in other industries. Wow, Mike, you're not messing around. That's That's a great question. I think 
I've been accused of that before. <laughs> I think the one of the biggest problems, another thing we've kind of talked through in our strategic planning that I think would fit your your question is, you know, we wanted to grow. We we noted that our our service base wasn't growing as fast as the rest of the business, and in our in our industry, our companies are our companies valued based on how our service side does. So we had to take a good hard look at how to grow that, and um, so we we did a cost analysis of bringing on a dedicated sales staff just for service. We went through a process in hiring those people where we um, interviewed, tested to get the, the best people we could, and then we paid for sales training to 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 bring them up to speed quickly. And um, so far, that's been working. Mm-hmm. So hire the best, pay them as best you can, train them the best, and get the heck out of the way. Mm-hmm. Are you, uh, with your people, implementing or using a CRM system of any kind? I- right now, we're not. We, we've kind of got a home remedy. We, we've we've used some in the past, and um, it's kind of like garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe I didn't do a good enough job um, implementing that at the time. So it's it's on the table, but we we currently do not have one. Implementing a CRM system is a uh, big expense. Uh, we've recognized that at Sandler. Uh, uh, finally, Sandler's introduced some Sandler modules for Microsoft CRM, uh, which is popular, but a little bit on the expensive side for some people. Uh, Salesforce.com. And on the low end, a fairly good package uh, for ACT. What's your experience with Goldmine? That's what we implemented maybe ten years ago, and it it was expensive, and we didn't. It's in the same price category as uh, Microsoft CRM. Uh, Goldmine as a product um, is not supported by Sandler today, uh, either directly or indirectly. That may change. Uh, a, they have a great product. Uh, probably four or five years ago, they migrated the aim of their product to uh, CRM and integrated their uh, customer service trouble ticket tracking product called Heat. And now those two products are married together and they're sold under one name, Goldmine. So in the current release, release 9, you get both for the price. Okay. Uh, for me, I'm using Goldmine 7, which was the last release that had only the CRM because I don't have engineers in the field like you do and trouble tickets to track. Uh, so that might be better. Um, actually, next month in February at the Sandler Client Summit, which I forgot to talk about, uh Sandler will be taking the wraps off a brand new CRM system. I'm going to call it the simplified Sandler CRM. Um, because it won't have, at least at the beginning, all the bells and whistles that some of the others do. Uh, but it will have a, uh, a metadata drill-down feature in it. 
so that you can pull together a dashboard of reports for you as a manager that you want to see from all your people on a virtual minute-by-minute basis. Interesting. Yeah, that, that's the uh, uh, the big news in CRM, uh, to have a automated drill down. So no matter how you name a field uh, or if your sales reps change the way they name a field, the metadata and the dashboard for the manager is still accurate. I really shouldn't say any more about it today. <laughs> Fair. Uh, the sale, that product is scheduled for uh, announcement release and demos at the Sandler Client Summit on February 14th and 15th in Orlando, Florida. It's going to be at the uh, Buena Vista Palace Hotel and Spa, which is across the street from downtown Disney. Great place. Uh, We're going to bring in about 350 Sandler trainers and associates from around the world, as well as about, there'll be room for about 600 to 650 clients. Uh, The client side of that client summit will have uh, two tracks, sales and management. And the uh, there'll be a number of joint networking events. The theme of the, uh, the whole event is no guts, no gain. How to get tougher in sales or management. Because we've got we to gotta be tougher to survive and thrive. Uh, if you want further information on that, Go to Client Summit 2013. That's one word, believe it or not. Client Summit 2013.sandler.com. Uh, it will cost you $500 to sign up and go, uh, but it the uh, payback dividends many times over. Uh, speaking of future up, oh, at that program, uh, one of the significant deviations for Sandler is that we're bringing in an outside speaker, a fellow named Brian Frank, who is the head of global sales at LinkedIn. And Brian will tell the group how LinkedIn utilizes their own platform to increase their brand and market share. So that that's a, a great event. And you might want to even take a look at some of the programs that are happening there. I don't know why I kept that secret there. And on the 30th of uh, of this month, that's Wednesday the 30th, we're going to be running a cold call camp here. Uh, that's a one-day program on how to get by the gatekeeper, uh, how to build three scripts when talking to your prospect, five ways to break other people's voicemail so they call you back, uh, and that will run... Uh, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, the last two hours, we're actually going to make real life cold calls in, in small groups, and we're going to record them so we can play them back and debrief them. Uh, great experience. Our experience is that during the cold calling that we actually make, using the techniques we learned in the morning, uh, roughly 50% of the calls made will be either completed to the person you want to talk to, or B, they will call call back. Yeah, our guys have used that, and they they rave about it. That's good. You want to send some of your guys from Columbus through it? Yeah, maybe so. Uh, if you uh, call in and speak to Carmen, tell her you heard about it on the radio show, we get a hundred dollar discount per person. Okay, we're about time to take another uh, commercial break, Andy. 
And we'll be back in uh, about uh, two minutes. Uh, again, if you have a question for Andy, you can call in on 646-595-4916. Company owners and sales managers, are you sick and tired of hiring a salesperson you think is Tom Cruise only to get Pee Wee Herman on the first day of the job? Call me, Mike Roth, 513-646-6523, to stop this from happening to you again. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits, and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth with Sandler Training, finding power and reinforcement. Are you tired of prospects saying, I want to think it over? Are you tired of being an unpaid consultant? Call me at 513-646-6523. On the web at rothconsulting.net. Okay, next question, Andy. You've been uh, running the company as president for a few years now, right? Actually, uh, not that long. Not that long. I, I, we started with two people. We really didn't have titles. Mm-hmm. I was VP of sales for several years and just officially made president January 1st. Oh, okay. So you have plenty of experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And maybe from your uh, from your coaching uh, on Little League, perhaps you can give our listeners a leadership tip. Maybe two. Two tips. Leadership tips. Uh, you know, I think if you find out people you work with, what their dreams are, you help them achieve it, yours will come along with them. Um, that's tip one. Tip two is, is I think we kind of said it before, you find the best. You hire the best. Mm-hmm. You pay them, the, pay them the best you can. You train them the best you can. And then get the heck out of their way. Let them do their jobs. Um, empower them to do do what they need to do to get it done, and the the rest just happens. Mm-hmm. We've heard that before, but that's good. Hire the best. When we uh, screen salespeople for our clients or take a look at teams, uh, we, we always say hire the top 15%, but especially be looking for the top 7%. least trouble. It is, and finding those seven is real is a lot of work. And um, and not always easy. Mm-hmm. And what happens a lot of times is people hire a warm body or someone who can fog a mirror. <laughs> yeah. I've made that mistake before. And then you and then you wonder why uh, that person doesn't didn't work out, didn't didn't hit their their goals, uh, and didn't get to where you wanted them to be. So uh, I'll share one interview question that, that, that we use here. 
How many business books did you read a year? I like that one. Uh, guess what? Ha- what the average is of all salespeople that I've talked to? People who call themselves professional salespeople. I would bet it's pretty low. I bet your 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 average answer is probably less than two a year. Mm-hmm. One, one a year. Mm-hmm. When I feel that they're giving me honest answers, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Now, uh, you know some winners that we've had through our programs, and some of the big winners. I mean, really big in terms of doubling their their earnings and sales on commission. Uh, those guys seem always to be reading 12 to 24 books a year. I agree. I think got to constantly be trying to get better. It's one of the uh, strange secrets because you can't learn everything from a book. But you might learn one or two things. You'll learn how to think. And you read the right books. You learn how to react to change because change is a constant. And uh, I think from a managerial perspective, uh, someone who admits to reading 12 books a year or 24 books a year is essentially telling you that uh, they have a high intelligence. And salespeople that are highly intelligent will outperform uh, less intelligent salespeople as a team. That's been one of my observations. So is there any other way you can tell besides that question? Any other tips? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we use a, a specific critical thinking inventory in our profiling process uh, that has been standardized for business people uh, to pick out those people who can actually think from a quantitative perspective or numbers and be qualitative perspective. And it's a uh, timed 40-minute profile that gives hard answers to where this person ranks relative to other people in business. Are they in the top uh, quartile or are they in the bottom quartile? Um, It's difficult to work with people in the bottom quartile. I bet. I bet. But they're they're there in sales. Uh, And not that they're bad people. Just going to take longer in general for them to learn something new. Our engineers would argue that we're all on the bottom quartile. Mm-hmm. Um, it's surprising uh, that very. I don't think anyone has managed to think their way around. Uh, that particular profile. And we've gotten some really uh, high scores, and we've seen some exceptionally low scores. In fact, we had a uh, business owner who hired a telemarketer despite an extremely low score. I think it was the 12th percentile or below. And how did that work out for him? Three days on the job. Mm-hmm. And he got lucky that she didn't come back. <laughs> um, <laughs> excuse me, terribly um, uh, difficult situation when you're hiring people that 
don't learn rapidly because we want productivity faster. When you talk to your customers, the prospects, generally in any selling situation, how many competitors for your type of system are there? If we've done our job right, hopefully just one, and that's us. If we if we haven't, I think the average is three. 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 And, and in your selling situation, what is the differential between uh, you guys? Because the general contractor might look at uh, installing a fire panel as a, uh, a commodity buyer, the same way he might buy uh, sand or concrete or steel girders. And unfortunately, I think a lot of contractors look at it that way. And and the smart ones look at it a little differently. And uh, the, re- the reason is, Put fire alarms specifically, but any of the life safety systems are always the last one in, and they're always the most critical to get your uh, CO. Mm-hmm. So if you don't do it right or there's problems, there could be delays, which is going to cost you way more than the few thousand dollars that somebody's going to be dickering over at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So what I've noticed are the, the smarter contractors will do their homework, They'll check references. They'll look at uh, resumes, and um, and they typically pick the life safety integrator that is best suited based on that. Mm-hmm. So typically, how do you do uh, deal with the contractor who says, "Can I have a list of references, Andy?" He said, "Come on in. Call anybody you want. I've got a whole list of customers, but I, I pretty much tell them." Um, I'm gonna. If you're asking me to give you references, I'll give you three or four that I guarantee you're going to give you good answers. But I say you probably want to come in and just randomly pick three people out of my uh, my book of business and call them, because then you get true feedback. Because if you're just going off of the three I give you, my brother-in-law has bought from me, my <laughs> sister-in-law, and the cousin, so I can I can. I can get them to say just about anything I need to. Yeah. When 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 you get the pick, uh, they're not honest references. What I like to t- say to people is go a little, one step further. Look, come in and uh, call anyone on our uh, client list, and you know make sure you you, you schedule at least an hour, uh, and you'll call three, four, seven, ten people. And at the end of the hour, if uh, the bad outweighs the good, what's going to happen then? I think that's a great way to do it, Mike. And if the good outweighs the bad, what happens then? Right, because you're going to, chances are you'll come across somebody who may just be having a bad day and not have a good reference. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a bad day yeah. every once in a while. Andy, we're going to take another uh, short break, and hopefully if anyone's listening, they want to call in again. The number is 646 uh, 595 Four nine one six. Let's run uh, a San Rule. Let's run San Rule number three. Hi. I'm Mike Crandall with Sandler Training, here to talk to you about Sandler Rule number three, no mutual mystification. 
So what does it mean? Well, let me ask, have you ever entered into a sales call with an expectation that it was going to end one way and then to find out that it did not end that way, but another way, bad or good? Or have you ever been in a meeting with an expectation of what was going to transpire only to find out that that isn't actually what transpired? Both of those are examples of where there was mutual mystification. In general, you can think of mutual mystification as any time when two parties have different expectations and don't take the time to clarify them in advance of the interaction. It's our job as sales professionals to be intentional about finding out what expectations people have, to define phrases and terms in advance that might be misunderstood, to tie up any loose ends, also to make sure that all parties are in sync with what has happened as well as what will happen. I like to say this is summed up by one of my favorite phrases. The source of all the world's frustration is unfulfilled expectation. Why do some business owners make lots of money while others endure years of mediocrity? Is it really the economy, the market, the weather, the competition? No. These are all called excuses which are always plentiful. Hi, I'm Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. As a business owner or part of a team, are you accepting excuses from your sales team because you make them yourself? Business winners succeed in spite of this trash. Business winners invest in themselves and their people. For over 15 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing your sales, call me at 513-646-6523. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. To find out how Sandler training can make you better, faster, and stronger, call 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Andy Boyd. And due to some technical difficulties, we didn't couldn't hear the callers, but we did get a couple of uh, questions emailed in. So, Andy, the first question comes from a a building owner. He just bought a uh, industrial building, and he wanted to know what he needed to do to take care of the fire alarms in a building that he uh, just bought that was pre-existing. That's a terrific question and not uncommon. Uh, what I would advise first is uh, to bring in a, someone you trust to, to go through it. And um, what all owners should know is NFPA mandates that you have your fire alarm tested once per year at a minimum by a licensed, certified company. Um, and what that entails is you're going to every device, making sure they all work properly and you're documented properly so when the fire department walks in the door, you can have that available to show to them. And and we have some ways to do that. There's one specific report that we use called Building Reports that makes, shows the time and it's stamped so that there's no question about when it gets tested. Each device gets tagged and we keep that in a um, certified document for you to share with the fire department. Okay, and uh, we did get another email here. Uh, this one uh, is from a building owner who who is asking, is there any way to uh, 
reduces cost. He's got a uh, fire alarm panel that has two separate uh, telephone lines, a primary and a backup, uh, for reporting problems. And he's uh, concerned that the costs are getting uh, out of sight. Wow, that's, a, that's another great question. And absolutely. Um, now, with the as landlines go away, there are UL listed dialers that are cell operated that are sole path. So for the cost of a cell phone line, ten or fifteen bucks. What, what, what you just said some <laughs> interesting buzzwords that many of our listeners won't understand. Underwriter Labs listed, yes. But you said single path, sole path. Which means so in the code in the past when you had a fire alarm system, you had to have a primary means of communication and a secondary means of communication. Those typically are two phone lines, which a business phone line's around 60 bucks, give or take. We'll just say 50 for good round numbers. So there's $100 a month you're spending in phone lines, plus central station monitoring, which could be 20, 25 bucks a month. So now uh, with advances in technology, there's a cellular dialer that is UL listed and certified so that it, it would be acceptable by code to send that out through one path. And um, so for one cellular phone line and then your central station monitoring, you could cut the landlines and save, have a payback. So a little bit of equipment up front will start paying you back probably within six months. It's it's interesting. Uh, it would seem that you know in a fire, uh, the fire would melt the copper wire and the insulation, killing the landline. I guess it's possible. It depends where the fire starts. So you, I, I see where you're going, and and actually a cellular dialer is probably at this point in today's technology the safest way to go, especially if you're putting in. Putting in any kind of security now, the bad guys cut the wire, the phone line doesn't work. And there's it's only tested every 24 hours, so most companies program that for 2 o'clock in the morning with no phones being used. Somebody robs you at 3 o'clock, guess what? No one's going to know for almost 12 hours, 24 hours, I'm sorry. So with a cellular device, that can't happen. So I would recommend cellular whenever possible. So a cellular device... Uh, to me means that you're going to be paying uh, $10, $20, $30 a month just to Verizon for the monthly service. Yeah, a SIM card. And, and they're about 15 bucks. 15 bucks a month? Yeah, 15 bucks. And, and, and how do you keep it powered? So your fat battery's got to be recharged every day. Right, the, the panel recharges it. Oh, and, and the cell phone itself is built into the panel inside the metal box. Right. And it works from inside the metal box. It works from inside the metal box. It does have an antenna and it's tested and it's 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 not as it's not as simple as just putting your phone line your cell phone out there and having a call. There's it's it's a pretty robust little dialer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's, that people could use on their, their home burglar alarms too? Absolutely. If you're if you have anything any kind of home security, I would definitely recommend a cell dialer. For the same reason we talked about, bad guy cuts the phone line. You know, everybody knows where the phone line comes into your house. It's not too hard to go over there, cut it, 
And then in today's world, you hear a siren all the time. People ignore it, think it's just a, a nuisance. They go in, they rob you, and they're out. And what happens with uh, uh, the burglar that goes in and cuts the power? There's a battery backup. Okay, so the cell phone is on its own battery. and the, If it's done properly, it's on its own battery, yes. Okay. But, but, but you don't have to buy a smartphone for that purpose, do you? No. No. You have some dumb old phone? <laughs> you don't even need a phone. It's 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 kind of like um, if you have a, a car that has the ability to do um, have a phone in it, you just add a ten dollar line to your existing service. It's as simple as that. Really, hmm. that's pretty good uh, value. Yeah, I think so. We we were doing it at our facility, I and mean, it was a no-brainer, saving around a hundred bucks a month. Hmm. I mean, we have an IP phone system. We we can get rid of the landlines now that we didn't. We we had specifically for fire. Now we don't need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we looked at that here just recently, getting rid of the uh, landlines. We came to the other conclusion. The other way. Yeah, it was less expensive to. Uh, well, do you know that? But I, I'm pretty sure they're they're talking about 2017. They're gonna they're gonna go away. Landlines are gonna go away eventually. Really? Now that that date keeps getting moved back, so don't hold me to the date. But eventually, most most traditional landlines will will be away of the past. Interesting. You know, one of the things I noticed is that the, the vendors keep dramatically lowering the cost of the landline to, you know, 25 bucks a month, not 50 bucks a month. It could be, too. So they're highly competitive. Uh, it's probably because they're not going to be around in three years. I'll worry about it then. Then the cost of the, the voice over IP systems would be better. You're, you're probably right. And... Uh, We're off the subject on voiceover IP. <laughs> Whole nother show, Mike. Yep. So are you looking for, for more employees this year? If we could find the right people we would we would hire, yes. Well, especially in the in the sales. Mm-hmm. Sales arena? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And uh generally speaking, who are the prospects that you're looking for? As it relates to sales reps. Sales reps specifically. Right. Who should they be calling on? Who are your best prospects? Okay, so your question is, who are my sales reps calling on? Right. Uh, facility managers, business owners, um, maintenance people of commercial, industrial, institutional facilities. Mm-hmm. Our company does not do any residential, although we, I mean, we do a few for friends, but um, we, we specifically target commercial, industrial, institutional. Mm-hmm. And we put in it. Uh, uh, you doing fire alarm and burglar alarm? We do fire security, fire suppression, um, a little bit of sound, and closed circuit TV, intercom. When I say sound, you're looking at me kind of funny. Well, you said fire suppression. I think it's a sound suppression. Uh, no, fire suppression meaning uh, we'll 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 dump gas on a computer room instead of water. Oh yeah, so much that, better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
if you want your computers to work again, it's much better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was just listening to uh, to another show with sound suppression and killing propagating waves in an office like this. That's a, it's a big market. Um, apparently, to the guy that I, that I listen to, there are only two vendors in the monk in, in the country knowing what they're doing. That's possible. Building sound suppression panels. I don't know how fireproof they are. Is that the same as white noise? No, no. That sound suppression would be a panel uh, that I put up on the wall behind me to kill the echo. Okay. Or a panel that I would put between you and me so you couldn't hear what I was saying, and I could you, I, vice versa. Um, or it would be a panel that's highly decorative, decorative decorated hanging from the ceiling down about three feet to break up any standing waves of sound coming in off the window. Wow. Um, it's a an interesting technology to put people into working spaces uh, that, that work better because the sound doesn't propagate. We've had several clients with uh, salespeople in a big bullpen room with those uh, five or six foot uh, walls. Yeah, I'm going to call them walls. Uh, they may have been made out of sheetrock. They may have been made out of fabric-coated uh, cubicle material. But rel- relatively speaking, to a poor job of sound bending. So, we uh, interesting business. Yeah. Well. Andy, let me ask you uh, one last question to uh, wrap up the show. If I could give you a uh, a magic time machine and you could go back in your business eight years, you've been there ten, and you could undo one bad business decision that you made in the past, what business decision would you undo? I only get one. <laughs> um, I, I would. I think the the one that I would undo would be hiring the wrong person. So bad hires. Uh, we we've had a few, not not many, but it's not they, unusual. They they cost they cost a lot, a lot of time and effort, and um, you know the training up curve. The possible lost time um, when you're working with them, and then upset customers, and then the re- and then you have to do it all over again. So if I could change anything, Mike, I think it would be make sure you hire the the right person the first time. What do you think it costs for a, a bad hire? You know, I was just having this conversation with a friend mm-hmm. about a week ago, and I I think we came up with uh, you're probably not going to believe it, but Darn near half million bucks, half million bucks per bad hire. It's not unusual. I've heard numbers up to a million and a half dollars, depending on how big the company is and the product they sell. Yeah, that would make sense. You know, your your average sales cycle is it's about three months. Three months. Yeah, imagine the wrong hire, and you're in a company like Cisco where the average sales cycle is uh, eighteen months to three years. 
And you don't find out that you got the wrong guy or gal in there until the end of the third year. That's a big problem. Big problem. Big problem. Andy, I want to thank you for uh, for being on the show. Oh, my pleasure, Mike. Thanks for having me. And uh, as a gift for being on the show, I want to give you a copy of uh, one of Sandler's new books, The Eleven Sandler Insights. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's the uh, add-on book that came out uh, last April for the 49 Sandler Rules. Jumped to the number one position on the bestseller list. Uh, this year, uh, be on the lookout for some uh, new Sandler books. I'm sure they're going to be announced in February at the Sandler Client Summit. I'll make this one of my 24 I have to read this year. The good news is that's a thin one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one. It is. yeah, this is easy read. And uh, if you read the prior book, it's uh, it's even easier. Uh, but it's got some uh, really good insights in it. Uh, Matson's made a, the head of Sandler has made a commitment to uh, bring out a couple more of the books that we have in uh, let's call them cold storage. A few years ago, we wrote a sales management book. And uh, that project was completed, and then the book was never released. And there were a couple of more like that. Okay. There's a, a book on LinkedIn marketing uh, that was completed probably 18 months ago uh, that we, we presented here in our uh, prospecting classes on how to use LinkedIn for prospecting. Andy, thanks for uh, for being with us today. Thank you. Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.